From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Great to have you on board for another edition of WIA National News from VK1 WIA. I'm Graham VK for Baker Baker. In this edition of News, we'll be hearing from VK6 FLAB, VK3 DN, VK2 LAW, VK4 FUQ and VK3GR. GR, who is the new VK3GR? Stay tuned. All this will be revealed in this edition of News from the WIA for week commencing March 4, 2012. Locally produced, nationally voiced, globally heard. We are VK1WIA. In VK7, 24 gig record set. Rex VK7MO, that intrepid microwave DXer, lets us know that over the last little while, David VK3QM and Ken VK3Alpha Kilo Kilo, along with Rex, have been gradually increasing the 24 gig Tasmanian state record from a few metres across his lounge room to six kilometres across the river, 17 kilometres from Mount Wellington to Conningham to around 161 kilometres from Mount Wellington to Mount Barrow. The equipment used at the VK7MO end was 4 watts into a 47 centimetre dish based on Kuhn transceiver PA and preamp, all GPS locked. At the VK3QM VK3AKK end, they used a 10 inch disc and 500 milliwatt output. Rex also says 24 gig digital tests that were undertaken between Mount Barrow and VK38Z proved to be very promising. The path was 421 kilometres between Johns Hill Lookout in VK3 and Mount Barrow VK7. While a CUSO was not completed, three full decodes were exchanged, suggesting that such a path is possible on 24 gigahertz. Watch this space, and congratulations to all involved. In preparation for next month's announcement on Australia's square kilometre array bid, a new supercomputer that is 10,000 times faster than an average office desktop computer has been installed at the University of West Australia, UWA. Besides the need for a supercomputer, scientists at the International Centre for Radio Astronomy Research say the Australian $2 billion SKA will also generate one exabyte of data a billion terabytes every day while it searches the sky with the power to detect airport radars in other solar systems 50 light years away. That of course is if they have airports there. Basically the amount of computer data generated by the entire world in a whole year will need to be stored in a single day for the telescope. The SKA is a continent-wide Australasian project with radio telescope sites that extend to New Zealand. Results on the SKA bid is expected to be made by the International Square Kilometre Array Board in London in April. The Federal Government is in confidential negotiations with railway operators after setting prices for radio spectrum critical to a new national rail safety system. Communication Minister Stephen Conroy's office said state transport authorities would be required to pay full commercial rates for the spectrum as it revealed it was in confidential negotiations with them over renewal of their spectrum licences. Under terms of the determination announced, operators will be required to pay 23 cents per person living in each licence area 
for every megahertz of 1800 megahertz spectrum they operate. That would mean rail authorities could collectively have to pay at least $420 million to retain their current licence holdings in each state. Have you registered to attend the WIA annual conference being held in Mildura over the weekend of the 25th to the 27th of May? This morning I'm with Andrew Martin, VK3OE. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Robert. How are you? I'm very well. Now, you're one of the special guest presenters at the Technical Symposium at the upcoming WIA AGM weekend in Mildura, correct? Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to a great weekend and some great presentations. And your presentation is going to be on what? Uh, my remote site and also using my remote site for amateur radio radar. You've got a remote site. Indeed, a lot of fun. It's up near Bendigo, 145 kilometres away. And tell me the Chirp Radar project you've been working on, how does it work between here and your remote site? Just very quickly. Okay, what I do is I transmit a chirp from my home site, and this sounds like this. And that's it being received on my remote site. So I transmit a 50-watt chirp from my home station in Fernie Creek and receive it on the remote site up near Bendigo. And you monitor the signal coming back? I monitor the signal and process the signal here so I can get all the uh, radar returns to see where the propagation is going to today. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to hearing a lot more about that when we see you in Mildura. Thank you, Robert. I'm looking forward to a great weekend. Don't forget the registration page on the WIA website. Up, up and away. See you in Mildura. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK7, it can be heard on the VK7 repeater network across Tasmania and on HF frequencies from 9am each Sunday, followed by the VK7 regional news broadcast from 9.30am. I'm Graham and my call sign VK7ZGK. VK1WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Birthday time again, this time in VK2. And VK2ZWK advises Fisher's Ghost Amateur Radio Club will be holding an exhibition for two weeks at Campbelltown Library. On display will be various radios, photos and details of activities undertaken by FGARC. This is part of the 30th birthday celebrations taking part March 19 to March 31. Tomorrow evening, the 5th of March, the upgrade course commences with Amateur Radio New South Wales at 7pm. This course will continue each Monday evening, other than public holidays. The location, the VK2WI site, 63 Quarry Road, Dural. While the course is intended for foundation licences and licences to upgrade to either standard or advanced, don't let that hold you from attending. Later in the month, there will be the one-day foundation course of Sunday 18. Assessments for all licence grades will be held Sunday 25 during the bi-monthly Trash and Treasure Days, all at the VK2WI site, 63 Quarry Road, Dural. VK3 and the Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club members announced that on the 21st of July, they will be conducting their annual ham fest at the Cranbourne Community Hall 
on the corner of Clarendon and High Streets, Cranbourne. High Street is part of the South Gippsland Highway, Melway 133K4. Forty tables of goods will be presented at this large venue, but stall holders should book early, as demand is always high. Reservations for stall holders may be made by contacting Steve Harding, VK3EGD, by email or telephone. All information can be found on the GGREC website or in the text edition of this news service. Tables will be available for $20 each. A limit of four tables per stallholder applies. Doors open at 8.30am for stallholders and at 10am for the general public. The admittance fee of $6 as a buyer will go towards the continued upgrading of facilities at their club shack and meeting room in Cranbourne. There'll be takeaway food, tea and coffee available and the entry fee includes a ticket in the door prize which will be drawn at 1.30pm for all who register upon entry. Great prizes to be won as usual and additional tickets can be purchased on the day. VK4 Graham VK4RD dropped us a note to say due to the number of people interested in ham radio these days those that have just got their licence or those that wish to get their licence in the Biloela Gladstone area a field day demonstration is planned for the Lions Park in Biloela. We'll hear directly from Graham in later bulletins as the time draws nearer. Townsville, the management meeting of the Townsville Amateur Radio Club happens this Tuesday, that's the 6th of March from 7.30pm at the club rooms. Where are the club rooms? Higher Top SES Headquarters, Green Street, West End. VK7 and the Sewing Circle Net meet the Voice Barbecue. If you haven't heard of it by now, then let's update you on the up-and-coming Sewing Circle Net meet the Voice Barbecue. The Ross event gets underway at 10am Sunday, 18 of March at Ross, midway between those in the north and those in the south. Registration is just $5 per amateur or family. Your registration will give you two free tickets in the Mighty Raffle. This year, two prizes, a $100 voucher, kindly donated by Dave and Chlorine Wilson from TTS Systems. The other prize, a new FTC 70SEM 2-metre dual-band handheld radio. And, of course, extra tickets will be on sale on the day. Plans for the auction of quality pre-owned equipment are well underway. So far... Ten items for auction, including two computer systems, a 70 SEMS multi-mode radio, an 80-metre antenna, a quarter-kilo bag of resistors, a screwdriver antenna with controller, a super J-pole dual-band antenna, and much, much more. The Sewing Circle Net extends many thanks to auction donors Jeff VK7GW, the two Bryans VK7KBE and 7KWB, and Ron VK7FDL. Do you have something that you'd be willing to donate to the Ross Auction? Remember, all funds raised, and we mean every dollar, from registrations, the raffle and the auction do go to repeater maintenance around Tasmania. The car boot sale will feature again this year. Fill your vehicle with any pre-loved gear that you'd like to sell, and going on previous years, trade will be brisk. If you have a bootload, maybe you have something that you could donate to the auction. If you do have something to donate... All they do is ask that you don't leave it to the last moment. Contact the Ross Meet the Voice Barbecue event. They have an easy-to-remember web address, sewingcircle.org.
from the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. What use is an F-call? Amateur radio is a moving feast of people coming and going, gaining interest, losing interest, having time, running out of time. Every week there are people joining and people leaving the hobby. Fortunately, the Foundation license seems to be increasing the size of the hobby quicker than the number of people leaving through choice or not. One of the things that strikes me is that there is a small group of amateurs with Foundation licenses who can be heard on air, but there is a large contingent of licensees that are hardly ever heard from. Of course, it's possible that some of those F-calls have never even purchased a radio, or that their circumstances changed by the time their license came through but overall I expect to hear more people on air than I do. So what is stopping those new amateurs from participating? Why are they shy to push their magical microphone key and have a go? Rather than answering the question, perhaps you might ask yourself if there's anything that you could be doing that might encourage new licensees to join in the fun and become active participants in the hobby. It's not for me to dictate how you might go about achieving that. But I always have suggestions. I'm never short of a word and you might have guessed that. For one, leaving a break between each over is an excellent way to let newcomers feel like you care enough about them to let them join in. One amateur I spoke with suggested that you put your microphone down after you're over, which forces you to pick it up with the associated delay, leaving a space for another station to chime in with their contribution. Not that I'm suggesting that amateurs talk over the tail of each other or anything like that. Hi, hi. Perhaps there are other tips you have to contribute. I'm Ono, VK6, Foxtrot, Lima, Alpha, Bravo. Across Australia, from VK1, WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Wide Bay, Burnett, District of Queensland, it's relayed on 146.800 MHz, VK4, RBU, Mount Gananaman, at 0900 Australian Eastern Standard Time each Sunday. From the Maryborough Electronics and Radio Group, I'm Ray, VK4TPT. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. UK National Radio Centre opens. The National Radio Centre at Bletchley Park opened its doors for the first time on Saturday the 25th of February. It is initially operating for three days a week, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday, while the displays and exhibits are put through their paces. The formal opening is expected to take place in late spring. Improved 60 metre access. Following proposals from the RSGB to Ofcom aimed at harmonising NOV access to 5 MHz with that access enjoyed by radio amateurs in other countries, the Society has received an offer from the MOD. It was reported earlier that the MOD were unable to meet our request for access over a continuous range, i.e. a band, so at our request have offered a small number of frequency blocks which include all of the present 3 kHz wide channels. More information can be found on the RSGB website following the link on their homepage to consultations. Ham Radio in Hollywood. In a movie, Journey 2, The Mysterious Island, Sean Anderson, played by Josh Hutchison, receives a coded distress signal that comes from a mysterious island where no island should exist. The movie opens in Dayton, Ohio, with Sean on his motorcycle being chased by police officers. Sean had been caught breaking into a satellite facility 
And when questioned, Sean confesses that he had received a coded message from his grandfather, but his equipment was too weak to copy it. So he decided to go somewhere where there were bigger antennas. The message, a string of one and two syllable words, make no sense to Sean, but a former US Navy cryptographer offers to help decode the message. And it seems the message is really in Morse code. Each one syllable word is a dit, while each two syllable word is a da. This gives clues to the location of the grandfather's whereabouts. A spray-on antenna. Chamtech Enterprises of Sandy, Utah, has developed a spray-on antenna material that it says is more lightweight and energy efficient than current technology. Revealed at Google's inaugural Sol for X symposium, the company says that an antenna can be painted onto almost any surface, including trees, walls, and even on fabrics. Chamtech says that it is already talking with government-based customers, and as such, can't give too much detail on how it works. However, it has released information that its material uses organic elements that have the ability to interact with magnetic and radio frequency fields. The company's chief technology officer is Rhett Spencer. Spencer is quoted as saying the antenna could increase mobile energy efficiency by 10%. Also, that it was found to work particularly well underwater. Observers at the event say that being organic could make it ideal for sub-aquatic telecommunications infrastructure. Preliminary tests on a current generation cell phone showed that the product was able to boost signals by an impressive 20 dBm when painted over the standard internal antenna. From our point of view, for ham radio operators living in antenna-restricted areas such as apartments or condominiums, the possibilities of a product such as this could be endless. All a ham might need is a bit of imagination and some of the spray-on antenna paints to get on the air with a signal much stronger than from the rubber ducky on his or her HT. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Michael Griebert. November 4, Oscar Zulu. Not far from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Check one, two, three, four, five, six. City Annapolis been a great, a great host for the Super Bowl. I've just gone from hotel room to stadium. It was a great experience overall. From Mike Checks to Manning to Madonna to the man on the street, the airwaves around downtown Indianapolis were full of frequencies from over 3,500 transmitters. For two weeks prior to Super Bowl 46 and through the game itself, hundreds of radio and television stations were vying for radio spectrum in their efforts to cover the greatest show in professional football. Keeping interference to a minimum is the job of the Super Bowl Frequency Coordination Committee. It's a team of 46, including 17 amateur radio operators from central Indiana. Their mission was to log, tag, and tune all wireless transmitters from broadcast media from around the world. As Super Bowl Sunday approached, the job of preventing interference became a super task. The Indianapolis Super Bowl Village, Lucas Oil Stadium, and the major hotels are all located in a one-mile square area in downtown Indianapolis. According to one volunteer, that is a lot of RF in a small area. According to organizers, the area frequency control was expanded on game day, stretching out about 30 miles into the suburbs of central Indiana. The... From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline 2012. VK John Moore Memorial Field Day, March 17 and 18. Worldwide Fist Titanic Sprint, April 15.
VKZL AMCW on Anzac Day, April 25. VKZL Trans Tasman Contest 80 metres SSB, May 5. VK Shires Contest, June 9 and 10. VKZL Trans Tasman Contest 160 metres SSB, June 25. ZL NZART Memorial Contest, July 1st full weekend. VK Remembrance Day Contest, August 11 and 12. Worldwide International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend, August 18 and 19. FIST have sponsored a Titanic 24-hour sprint on Sunday the 15th of April. All licensed amateur bands except the WAG bands. Recognising the 100th anniversary of the loss of the RMS Titanic on the 15th of April 1912. This event is to be a standard exchange between stations. Scoring. 10 points for any Titanic special event station. 5 points for a FIS HQ station. 3 points for a FIS affiliated club station. 2 points for a FIS member. 1 point for a non-member. Special event stations DX and Vegan and Net Advice. Prefix hunters, don't forget that Croatia is marking the 20th anniversary of the allocation of the 9A prefix. Operators there are permitted to insert the figures 2-0 into their call signs. For example, 9A2AA will become 9A2022AA. 9A1MM becomes 9A201MM, etc. These prefixes are available throughout 2012. 5P12EU Denmark has the presidency of the European Union from the 1st of January to the 30th of June 2012 and the call sign 5P12EU will be activated during this period. QSL cards will be available and there is an award scheme for working or hearing this call sign. EI80IRTS special call sign As the Irish celebrate their 80th anniversary a special call sign EI80IRTS is now on the air and a very attractive certificate for working EI80IRTS is sponsored by the Dondalk Amateur Radio Society. G3PHO will be on the air as 9H3C from Malta's Gozo Island between March the 8th and the 15th. Activity will be on 80 to 10 metres and possibly 160 metres. Look for him to be an entry in the RSGB Commonwealth Contest. QSL via G3PHO, his home call sign or logbook of the world. J88DR, St Vincent in the Caribbean. J88DR will be there until the 14th of March on the HF bands, with emphasis on 30, 17 and 12 metres. QSL to Dave, G3TBK. T6JM, a station from Afghanistan is Jose, CT1FKN, who is signing T6JM. He is there until mid-June and is mainly QRV on 20 metres SSB and BPSK 31. QSL T6JM2 CT1FKN is home call. TA1TC Albania will be on the air during the CQ WPX SSB contest. This with word that TA1HZ will operate from that nation as ZA1TC for the period of March 23 to 26. Republic of the South Sudan awarded Z8A to Z8Z call sign block. The ITO has announced the official call sign allocation prefix block for the newly created nation of the Republic of South Sudan will be Z8A through Z8Z. 
the Republic of South Sudan joined the United Nations on the 14th of July 2011, at which time it became the 193rd member of that August world body. ZS4U will be operational portable 9Q6 from the Republic of the Congo between March the 10th and April the 5th. Activity will be limited, probably mainly on the weekends and some days during the week. Listen out for him between 1200 hours and 1600 hours UTC on 40 through 6 metres using CW, SSB and PSK31. QSL virus home call sign ZS4U. Awards. Eric Jamison, Indian Ocean Awards. Last week's news carried the story by our president on a new award. The board meeting in Melbourne over the weekend of 18-19 February 2012 accepted the offer of Eric Jamison, VK5LP, to sponsor awards for the first amateur radio contacts on the two-metre band spanning the Indian Ocean between Australia and Africa. There will be three awards for voice, CW and digital modes and will be known as the Eric Jamison Indian Ocean Awards. In presenting a sum of money to the WIA Foundation to fund the awards, Eric said, I acknowledge that spanning the Indian Ocean will not be easy, but one cannot say that it will never be accomplished. The degree of difficulty may be judged from the so far inability to span the much shorter Atlantic Ocean despite considered attempts in order to win the Brendan Atlantic Ocean trophies. The Indian Ocean Award is designed to encourage experimentation in propagation and long-distance communication techniques in the two-metre amateur band. For VK1 WIA National News, where it's a little bit rainy today, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Enningham. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. I'm Brian, VK3GR, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Groups news, beginning with ATV. A video of the 1982 Coral Sea D expedition to Mellish Reef, VK9ZR, has been released on YouTube, and the description there reads... 1982 Coral Sea D Expedition to Mellish Reef, VK9ZR, aboard sailing yacht Banyanda with Jack and Jude, an amateur radio. Stops at Lonely Weather Station on Willis Island, Population 4. Cyclone forces departure. Super 8 film, rough in patches but great adventures showing energy and courage in undertaking the three-week, 2,500-kilometre journey across the Coral Seas using only a primitive sextant for navigation. Go watch Mellish Reef Mid-Ocean Adventure. And it makes you wonder why these days, with GPS and everything else, why so many de-expeditions collect their sponsors but never make it to air. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateurs, Old Timers, and it's to the West, and 6CSW. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW, with a reminder that the next Radio Amateurs, Old Timers Club of Australia's News and Information Bulletin will take place tomorrow, Monday, March the 5th, at the usual times and on the usual frequencies. At 10am Victorian time, you can hear the bulletin on 145.7 MHz FM in the 2 metre band, plus 7060 and 3650 kHz lower sideband. At 0100 UTC, the bulletin is beamed north from Melbourne, on 14.150 MHz upper sideband, and an hour later, at 0200 UTC, the bulletin is beamed westward 
again on 14.150 MHz. For West Australian listeners, the bulletin is transmitted at 8am on 7060 kHz lower sideband and again at 10am via all linked NewsWest repeaters. Everyone is cordially invited to listen and to call back afterwards. Now, if you missed that, to check times and frequencies for your area, visit the RAOTC website at raotc.org.au. Once again, that's raotc.org.au, and we look forward to hearing you calling back tomorrow. Seven threes from Clive VK6CSW. Still with Radio Amateur's Old Timers, N6SL says the quarter century group's 40 metre CW net speed has been lowered to 15 words a minute. Ben Russell, N6SL, says via the Quarter Century Wireless Association's remailer that to encourage more participation, the 40 metre QCWA CW net code speed has been reduced to approximately 15 words per minute. N6SL, who's the net control station, says this net meets every Wednesday at 8pm Eastern Time on 7035 plus or minus QRM. So anyone interested in QCWA and its activities is invited to take part. I'll close this week's VK1WIA News for Graham for Baker Baker with a look at the social scene. Beginning March 18, VK7 Sewing Circle Nets Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross. April 14 and 15, VK Wide WIA National Field Day. In VK5, May 3rd to 18th is the YL International for 2012. May 5 and 6, VK4 Radar and Mark Clairview Gathering. May 25th to 27th in VK3 is the WIA Annual Conference in Mildura. FNNQARG Queensland Cassowary Coast on June 8 to 11. In VK5, the Southeast Radio Group Convention in Mount Gambier for June 9 and 10th. To July 14th in VK4, Wide Bay Hamfest, West Maryborough Scout Hall. July 21 in VK3, the Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest at Cranbourne. And down at Rosebud in November 12th in VK3 is the Spark Hamfest. I'm Brian, VK3GR. Have a great week and just remember, walk softly. In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.